Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast, the podcast all about the delicate balance between people and business, and quite literally, reconnecting the two. My name is Tracy Rubin, and I've spent nearly my entire professional career in HR. Join me as I share stories, opinions, and words of advice with you each week. everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here for yet another week. Just some housekeeping items. I want to remind you that if you are on Spotify, you can actually watch this episode. It is a video recording. Actually, most of the episodes at this point, when you watch on Spotify, our video. And same with YouTube. You can watch this on YouTube as well. If you're listening anywhere else, maybe you're, you know, you are just an audio consumer of podcasts. That's totally okay. You should be able to hear me loud and clear. So this week's guest is Jasmine Romaine. Now, let me tell you, she and I have been connected thanks to the HR space on Instagram for probably over a year now. I don't remember the first time we connected, but Jasmine is just a ray of sunshine. Like there's something about her and her like platform that really draw you in. So that's what happened to me. And so Jasmine is on the uh, podcast this week to really talk through just like how you can accomplish the things that you set out to accomplish, how you, you know, drive your own personal brand, how you commit to yourself. Like we're going to talk about all of that. So let me give you a little bit of background on Jasmine. Jasmine Romaine is a motivational speaker, transformation strategist, and international best-selling author. Her mission is to guide female life changers on a journey that will empower and educate them with strategies to use their authentic voice so they can prosper on their mission and make global impact as world changers. And you'll hear Jasmine will use this term a lot, world changers. As an advocate for women's empowerment and joy, her accomplishments have not only helped others to receive merit in their endeavors, she has also been recognized as a Global Woman Award recipient for her work and contribution in the world of business. So, I mean, it goes without saying, we are going to warmly welcome Jasmine onto this podcast. So before we get into it, I just want to be clear, like this episode might be geared toward the female listeners, but I promise you, regardless of your gender, you are going to love this episode. So keep listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're catching this podcast episode. And, you know, share the podcast with a friend. Someone else might really enjoy the discussions that we have here week after week. So without further ado, welcome, Jasmine. Welcome to the podcast, Jasmine. I'm so excited you're here. Finally, Oh my goodness, Tracy. I am so happy to be here and thank you for all that you do for your community and for all those who you are called to serve. I'm jazzed to be here today. I love this. You know, your, your energy has like, is just like so, so, uh, enriching. Like I remember the first time that, that we were able to connect over, I guess like over zoom. And I just remember walking away from that conversation, like, man, she gave me so much energy. Like that was so much fun. And like, so actually my very first question for you is like, how do you maintain your energy, especially with so much going on? And you're, you, you have like a big, you know, you have a lot of endeavors and you're doing, you're taking on some seriously big challenges. 
Wow. You know what, Tracy? The whole world is taking on challenges. But I always like to say this, that we always have to find the beauty in every single situation. And I come off with a very big personality and I'm a huge advocate for joy. But some days, in all honesty, Tracy, I have my moments too. <laughs> and one of the things that I do to help flip the switch, or should I say jazz it up, is to basically get out there and just find gratitude. Gratitude in all things. What can I be grateful for? Is it me being able to wake up? Is it me being able to be alive? Is it me being able to impact someone's life? But I look at gratitude in every single thing and that's what gives me rejoicing. And that's what allows me to be jazzed for Tracy and those world changers I'm called to serve just because I found gratitude. And here's the awesome blessing part of it, Tracy. When you find that gratitude in every single thing, that's when more comes to you. Mm. So I rock these flowers behind me because I'm like, it's pretty. But then also I understand the point of sowing and reaping. You sow the gratitude so you can reap the beautiful blossom of flowers, of the harvest, of whatever it may be. So when we wow. sow that, no matter what, in our workspaces, in our work, then we're going to be bound to have a beautiful blossom that comes out. Wow. I love that. First of all, there is so much to be grateful for. And I love that you, you talked to about like, you know, maybe the gratitude is just being, you know, being here today and, and waking up and being able to do it all over again. And, and, you know, that's something that, uh, I think is, is important to keep in mind because there is so much going on. And I, I realize like, I'm, I'm so lucky to have this platform to get to bring people like you on to speak to whoever wants to listen. Um, and I don't, I, I don't take that for granted. And so I really appreciate, you know, all of your messages there. And, you know, I something that really interests me about what you do is that you've really become this, um, this person focused on world changers. And I know that that is a phrase that you use consistently and that you focus a lot on, on really the, the female, uh, journey in that and life changers, world changers. How did you come up with this like methodology and this, this ideology really? And where did it all start for you? Wow. That is a great question. I have not been asked that. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I am known for is words. I am a woman who loves words. Just like in that movie, it was called Never Been Kissed by yeah. Drew Moore. She was yes. in it. She's like, I love words. Well, I love words too. I'm addicted to them. And I believe that words speak power. Like you can speak life over words. So when world changers came to mind, I remember I was just getting my tribe together. And this is a funny story, Tracy. So get ready to have a little laugh. Maybe a little laugh. But one of my friends said, you're getting your tribe together. What are you going to call them? You know, Beyonce has her beehive. Oh my God. I'm and I was a proud like, member. She does. I'm part of the beehive. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, well, I don't have like a beehive. I'm known for who I'm known for. And I remember my spirit felt instantly world changers. I didn't even have to think about it, but it was just world changers because I believe that every single person is a world changer, whether they believe it or not, because believe it or not, we're all changing the world in some aspect. Look at Tracy. She has her platform where she's empowering these amazing leaders, world changers herself and corporate leaders. Look at me. I'm empowering world changers to speak and have confidence. Beyonce has hers where she's 
having her beehive and <laughs> dancing and different things. Everyone has their zone, no matter if you're entertainment or wherever. But I feel that everyone's a world changer because you're changing the life of somebody, even if it's one person, but that one person can change the life of somebody else. And guess what happens, Tracy? It's a domino effect. Mm. And because of that domino effect, the world keeps getting goodness, right? So you can morph from a life changer to a world changer instantly if you just embrace that calling on your life. And so for me, I call everyone world changer. They call me the queen of world changers. <laughs> but I call everyone a world changer because I want them to feel that they're doing their part to change the world. As long as it's with good things, with positive things that you're doing, you can be a world changer. And that's why I go by world changer. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. First of all, proud member of the Beehive. Also, I will definitely say I'm now a proud member of the World Changers Club. As long as you are leading us, I'm in. Um, and I, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, something that really, you know, strikes me about this concept of, you know, words having so much power. I fully believe this. I studied English in college. Everyone thought I was crazy, but I was like, if you can communicate and you know how to use your words, you, you can do a lot. And, you know, I ended up going into HR out of that, but actually I, I really um, appreciate my undergraduate experience and what I decided to study. So I totally believe in what you're saying about the power of your voice and the power of words and something else really that, that I think about in hearing your passion for this and, kind of how you um, came to creating this, you know, concept of being a world changer and leading world changers is that we all are given uh, an opportunity. And whether that opportunity is immediately obvious or not immediately obvious or something that you um, acquire over time or you, you see over time, because it definitely like growing up, you definitely have to build your confidence. You have to get to know who you are. But now, you know, the majority of the listeners are really in this like 22 to 44 year old, like you know, bucket. And obviously there are, you know, groups within other age groups. But what I think about with this particular like majority in that like millennial and Gen Z category is that we all are trying to find ourselves. We are potentially listening to this podcast because we're trying to grow within our careers, expand our knowledge, um, and potentially even just be better leaders ourselves. And so when I think about this opportunity that we're all given, we either can do something with it or we don't do something with it. And so I'd love to hear from you, like your personal experience in figuring out that this was something that you were meant to do. And, and I know that you are, you're also an author. Like, how did you, how did you realize that what you had was something that could really be a gift to other people and that you wanted to kind of share your knowledge with the, with the world? That's a great question. And the first thing that I think comes to my mind is Fiance's Club. Look at this Fiance. I woke up like this, but I really didn't. <laughs> Do you know I almost <laughs> used that coffee cup? I'm using a different coffee cup, but I almost, I have a coffee cup that says, I woke up like this. <laughs> I should have used that. Dang. I just wanted to have a little ego. But you know, I didn't wake up like this. Like we all don't wake up with this, like this. And I didn't have, I feel personally for myself that 
I may have not woke up like this, but I believe that a higher power, God helped allow me to wake up like this, mm. but it was the awakening point. So I remember when I was a 12 or 10 year old girl, I remember sitting at my ascended day school and I drew out a picture of a map. And let me tell you, Tracy, I'm not an artist in that behalf. So I don't know what kind of map it was looking like, but in my mind, it was a map of the USA. <laughs> and I'm writing in and I'm saying, I'm a motivational speaker and I'm a, um, a radio personality and an author. I'm married and have children. I lived in Los Angeles and New York and Chicago. And I just put all these dreams on the paper. And I was just 9, 10, 11, 12. I don't know. I was in elementary school. And I did not know the power of words then, Tracy, because I'm very, very young. All I know is I'm in vision mode, right? right? But what that has taught me after seeing like my life from when I was in elementary to where I am now was Jasmine, you understood the words not only that you were speaking, because I'm sure you spoke it out loud because you're bragging to your little friends, like, look what I'm going to be, everyone. <laughs> but you also understood the power of writing things down. Um, I'm very a faithful person. And there's a scripture that says, write the vision and make it plain. And when I wrote it down, I did not realize in that very moment that that would allow me to go into my path. Did I know that this was going to be the whole path? I'm just a child at that time. I didn't know. It was just a dream. We all have dreams. I'm sure you had a dream, Tracy. Mm -hmm. We all did. Maybe it was firefighter. Maybe it was to be a ballerina. But every child had a dream. And so I remember going hardcore after this dream that I planted on a sheet of paper at nine years old, wanting to be a radio personality, going after it, and just being determined. I had great mentors, and those mentors helped me to even want to continue to move forward the path. But this is what happens, Tracy. Sometimes in life, we want to do what we want to do. But then there's what I call a divine reinvention. And that divine reinvention allows you to go forward with what God wants you to do. I didn't know that I would be rejected so many times in the radio mm. and I would move to New York City and really have to start my whole life all over. You think I'm a jazz person now. Let me tell you, I have times where I really want to cry every day. <laughs> But we all have those moments. Yes. And for me, that was my moment. But I realized that in the crying, there was a breakthrough. And that breakthrough was for me to work off my gifts that I already had. I've always loved building relationships with people, whether I was getting paid or not. <laughs> I've always had a heart for people. And I've always loved communicating stories. It's just been in me to tell a good story. I'm like, ooh, crazy. Let me tell you <laughs> something that happened. <laughs> but all of this stuff and more has just really taught me my gifts, but then allow me to be activated to use my gifts. And there's a huge difference between knowing who you are, just like what they said in The Lion King. Mm -hmm. I think it was Mufasa. Know who you are, Simba. But knowing who you are and walking in who you are. And for me, it was walking in who I am. It was like, how can I get out there and use me knowing people, use me knowing storytelling, use me connecting to now do this. And that's when entrepreneurship came. I did not know it was going to come to be honest, Tracy. And I tell everyone this, I was trying to live in New York City and pay my rent for $825 at that time for a room that I was sharing. <sighs> yep. And I was like, okay, well, this is another way for me to make money. But it wasn't. It was actually me moving into purpose and making money. But me moving into purpose too, realizing this is what I love to do. I love helping people tell their story. I love helping people stand out in a way where they're like, 
oh my gosh, this person left me like this. Mm. And it comes naturally, but it's meaningful relationships and it's the value of communications. So I tell everyone, no matter what age group you are, no matter what level you are in your career, number one, go back to being a child, that Mm. childlike faith. If you believe that you can be anything, honey, it can happen. So believe that you can be it, but then have that activation that's in you to actually walk into it. Know who you are. That means know your gifts, know your talents. What are those things that people have been telling you that you're really, really good at? Start walking in it and start activating it because that's where things will start happening for you. And then you won't have to wonder, even in a corporate space, if it's to be, you know, VP levels, to be director level, whatever it may be, just walk into it and use the value of communications to help you stand out. Wow. Jasmine, I mean, that was like serious information and insight there. And I, I can only reflect on my own experience. I do that a lot when I have a guest on just because I think the listeners are reflecting probably and I'm reflecting because I'm listening to you. And, and two things really like stood out to me. One, I, I really think that writing down, like we always, we always talk about manifestation and, you know, how do we envision what we want, but writing something down, like actually putting down a goal or a dream that you have pen to paper or fingertips to keyboard really does make a difference. I actually find a huge difference between typing and writing. So when I write things down, you know, I really feel like I can just so focus on it and, and be so focused on it. I actually wrote in 2018, I wrote that I wanted to start a podcast and look at where we are today in 2022, right? And and actually, I think I also put it down for 2019 and 2020. And my husband was like, you got to get a mic. And I tell this story a lot on this podcast, but that's like truly what that means. It's like when you, sometimes I think you don't necessarily know exactly what you want, but you just write something down and you realize like when it's the right time or it's the right thing, it comes back around, right? And and then the other thing that I thought about as you were sharing your your wisdom with us is that um you know when we think about these opportunities especially like the listeners who are in HR or in leadership they are in you know really really wonderful positions to be able to influence an entire organization, a group of people, and whether they are at a VP or director level or an assistant or intern level, I really believe that each individual person has an opportunity to make a huge difference on the, you know, the lives of others and and good and bad. It's why I think, you know, those of us who do work in a service-based role, like HR, I always say we're, we're in service really because we're servant leaders and we serve someone else's, we serve a purpose to support other people. So when you realize the power that you have, you know, you, you can really do some wonderful things with it. I, I even think about, you know, an intern who maybe really appreciated a part of their internship program, giving that feedback, sharing, you know, what it was that you really enjoyed or wanted to see or have more of like, that's, that's huge. And I think there's a huge influence to to be had there. So I'd love to pause and, and see if you have any other reflections on that note. 
Yeah, you know, one of the biggest things, and, and you know what? One of the things I've always said to Tracy, this is like a side note, <laughs> um, but I always wanted to work in HR if I wasn't doing what I was doing, mm. just because I love people. I love serving. And so that would have been like a, a area for me to work in. I work in, I feel like human resources every day dealing with my world changers. Totally. <laughs> but another thing is no matter your role, I believe that you make your impact, like you were saying, if you're entry level, you're entry level. If you are um, VP, you're VP, director, director, but everyone has their big type of impact that they're making in the organization. I remember one time I was speaking with a corporate leader and I call everybody a corporate leader. I don't care if you are an intern or you're an associate, you're going to be a corporate leader because everyone has a leadership role, right? And this person, it was an intern. They were like, I'm just an intern. And I had to have them a lesson right there. And I said, baby, that was the, the Southern mama coming out of me. <laughs> I said, listen, you are not just an intern. You are an intern where you're learning the aspects of what this particular right. department is for you. So for all of those who are in HR, no matter what your level is, if you're HR, what have you, you are learning the skills, you are learning the different types of, of, of tools that you can use in that organization. And then guess what? I'm sure it's parallel where you can even sometimes use it outside in life too. Because you're learning about people. You're learning about how to be of service for people. And you're learning how to help people. And that is the biggest world changer vibe that you can ever be on 24-7. So it doesn't matter what your level is. Know that you are still a corporate leader and you're able to lead in your gifts, in your talents, in your diversity, in who you are, because that's what makes you you. And that's why the organization has you. So it doesn't matter who you are or what level you're at. You're a leader. I love that. I love that. I think about this a lot with the hourly workforce in that, you know, there's definitely like a need to really focus on these individuals who are earning their income on an hourly basis. And I don't know if you know the statistic, but 60%, almost 60% of eligible working Americans are hourly and earn an income on an hourly basis. And so when I think about, you know, potentially the people who are listening to this podcast, statistically, many of them are going to be earning an income out on an hourly basis. And I think that there's a lot of, I remember when I was an hourly employee in retail and I didn't necessarily think that I had such an impact on the business or the people around me, but actually, you know, there's a huge, huge influence and coming back to this, you know, this concept that you shared as well, the hourly employees making up the majority of the American workforce, like that, that shows you the amount of influence, like the way that we've seen the workplace change, whether it's through the great resignation, whether it's through um, some people unionizing or calling for unions, we've seen so many changes, even in terms of like the gig economy and what people are expecting from an hour, like a livable hourly wage. And so I, I think about really 
how people can truly own their power and own the, the influence that they have. And maybe another perfect example is like the influencer bubble on Instagram. How would we even know these people if they didn't realize that they had something to offer the world? Right. And, and like, there's always, there are plenty of opinions on influencers and all that stuff, but you and I are on Instagram and we're sharing your, our knowledge and we put ourselves out there. Right. And it's not easy. And there's always going to be someone that has a, a differing opinion or, or someone who reaches out and really makes your day with a compliment. But I think it just goes to show you that when you really are doing something that you believe in, that you're really passionate about, that you kind of open up this whole other world. And Absolutely. right. And, and I, I would love to hear from you, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's a piece of advice for a listener who feels a little stuck. Like maybe, maybe they're doing something that they really love, but they're not in a place that really inspires or ignites that passion of theirs. Maybe it's their leader. Maybe it's the industry. Maybe it's their job title. Maybe it's their pay. How do they kind of focus on the gratitude coming back to this, this, uh, point that you made earlier, how do they wake up grateful for what they have, but then also keep in focus the things that they want? Absolutely. There are different types of levels that we all have to be a part of. And as we are in that level, one of the biggest things that we do have to have is that gratitude. I know in the past I had to be an hourly worker. And then from the hourly, I went to an I-9 worker. Mm. Um, and then from that, I went into entrepreneurship where I had a whole bunch of schedules and stuff. <laughs> but all of this and more was the different levels of evolvement that I went on. And so maybe they are on this evolvement. Maybe you are on this evolvement as well. And you're feeling stuck like, wow, how am I going to be able to have the salary? How am I going to have the wonderful benefits that go with mm. it? Just know that your time is coming, but I will share with you some of the things that I did or one of the biggest things that I did that allowed me to evolve even in the corporate space when I was there was to make sure that I was communicating internally and standing out. That means asking questions to those who are in those positions that you desire, seeing how you can help, being a team player however you can. I know for myself when I first got in, it's hard to believe Tracy I know but I was shy I did what? not want to have my voice I know shock <laughs> shock I did not want to speak up in the boardroom when they asked for opinions I was like hey guys please don't come to me I don't believe this <laughs> but I was dealing with so much of the comparison syndrome yeah. um, for sometimes thinking oh I'm too young because I literally yeah. ran out of college into a corporate opportunity and I was looking at so many different things like would they really appreciate my value but I didn't realize that what I had to say and even my background actually had a skill that they didn't even have. They didn't know how to do certain things. And because I had that, because of my radio personality and the background that I had, it actually was a really, really key for that department. So I worked in sales. But because I worked in sales, me talking and me showing how to have the art of communications that was really key for them. So wherever you are, if you're an hourly worker, I-9, wherever you are, just know you're where you are just to continue to help you elevate, but then also reach out internally, mm. build relationships and ask, how can I be of service? Ask questions to build those internal relationships so you can continue to grow. We are leveling up in this season. I know that the great resignation is going on, but I also feel too that as we are building, 
meaningful conversations, not just those conversations that are just going to be like, okay, I want to see what I can get. And then I'm going to get out Hmm. type of vibe, but these meaningful conversations in due time, in due season, your due opportunity will happen. Yes, that's so true. And, and, you know, there's always going to be peaks and valleys. Not everything is going to be this, you know, uh, ex, uh, what am I trying to say? Not everything is going to be this like direct shot up to, you know, the goal that you're aspiring to achieve or the dream that you have. There are going to be setbacks and challenges and those valleys along the way. And, you know, something that I, I really try to, to focus on throughout many of my episodes is that you're not always going to be given opportunities. You're not always going to be the first person thought of for, you know, a new challenge or an opportunity. That's not necessarily a reflection on what you can or can't do. Sometimes you have to really put yourself out there and it's not easy to, you know, no one, no one uh, accomplished things without really fighting for it. Like, I don't know that I know anyone that's gotten to where they are today just by sitting back and having some luck. I mean, it takes, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of opportunity. It takes the relationships. It takes knowing the right people. Sometimes it takes, you know, supporting others potentially before you support yourself. And that, I think that, that, um, understanding can help us in, in not having this in, almost like uh, expectation that people are going to help us or the expectation that people are going to put our wants and needs first. And I, I am almost thinking about, you know, some, the sense of entitlement that sometimes comes along with the hard work that we do put in. And we've all felt that like, I'm entitled to, I should be earning more. I should have this title. I should be in this position. I've felt that way for sure. But something that, that I do, I guess personally is remember that there's, there's this whole journey that comes along with every single peak and valley. That's how I see it. It's like this whole roadmap, peak and valley up and down. And, you know, once we, if we fall too deep in that cycle of feeling entitled for the next thing, we're not really going to work for that next thing. We're going to be a little complacent. So I love that you, you talked about the relationship piece and also coming back to this point before, which is like, remember your childlike enthusiasm and your youthfulness, because it's through those things like being excited and energized by new things and imagination and meeting people like that youthful, like approach to life, um, before, before we're scarred by things that, that damage us, right? Let's just call a spade a spade. (laughs) That's why it's a youthful like tendency because they don't know yet what life can deal you. They don't, they don't know. They don't know, but that is okay. Like we can take that, you know, we can take our scars or the things that have influenced us the challenges that we've faced and like allow that to be a little bit of our armor with our childlike, you know, approach. And then we use our relationships to build others up first. And those people then in turn build us up. And I, I have spoken a lot about relationships in the podcast too. So I think I, I'd love to pass it back to you just to really have a specific anecdote. Like how do you, how do you prioritize your relationships with so much going on? How do you how do you build a really trusting and authentic relationship? And, and do you have an example of a time where maybe you didn't have such a good relationship with someone, but you both like actively worked on turning it around just for the sake of your own development or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. To answer your first question, you know, how I build so many relationships with everything that I have going on. 
I love people. And this is how I do it. I know some people have a system. I use systems sometimes for my business because I have to be sure. organized just as well. But then sometimes in life, you're just building regular relationships with individuals. And I kind of like to use what I call the spiritual Rolodex. And that is what I call it <laughs> because it's anytime my, their name comes across my mind or I'm thinking of someone, we all do yes, that. Yes. You probably could have thought of somebody yesterday. Yes. But to me, that is the spiritual Rolodex. And I'm like, oh, instead of me being busy, maybe that is an opportunity for me to send a text message really quickly or give them a call. Unless I know they're probably long with them. <laughs> but give a call at a time or schedule a call if I need to. Or maybe I can send a card. Sometimes people forget how to send cards yes. because we get so stuck into social media. But these could be everyday friends. These could be people who I talk to on a consistent basis or maybe maybe not someone I went to school with. Hmm. And just say, you know, I was thinking about you. I just want to send you a card. This yeah. card reminded me of you or something, but I use that to keep me in touch with individuals. So that way I'm constantly building relationships. Tracy, just a few weeks ago, I had the opportunity to start back from the bottom in my career because I had an opportunity to get into movie world. Oh, wow. so I actually had a chance to be on a movie. Um, I can't disclose too much, but I can't disclose an example of relationships. So I built relationships with all my actor colleague friends. And I started from the bottom. Let me tell you, extra, which is a bottom role. <laughs> but I'm so grateful to be an extra because this is a land that I've never been in before. So I'm like, I'll take it, whatever you want me to do. <laughs> but in that, I'm meeting all my actor and actress colleagues and building relationships with them, not just in their character, but actually who they are. But guess what? To this day, I'm still building relationships with them, sending random text messages like, hey, do you remember that time? Hey, do you remember this? And then this morning, I get a text message from somebody addressing me, good morning, by my stage name that I have. And I'm like, they would call me that name instead of my name. But it's okay because we're building relationships. Right. And so I'm sure every time I think about that particular person, I'm going to send them a text message. I'm going to check in on them to see how they are doing. So sometimes in life, it's not about what you can get out. It's about sowing the seed and believing an imprint, a mark that can never be erased in someone's life. People like Maya Angelou said, and her birthday was yesterday, so happy late belated happy birthday belated. in heavenly realms. Yes. <laughs> but she said, people will forget what you did, but they'll never forget what you say. So true. That's powerful, right? And so that's how we can build relationships by saying things to people, using whatever you can to build relationships, whether it's internally, in corporate, um, whether it's even with friends, that's how you do it. Now, to use an example of sometimes of what a relationship that I had that didn't go too well, I remember communication just went totally south, Tracy. <laughs> and because it went south, Jasmine here wasn't, ready for handling that situation. I'll be honest with you. I'm taking the mask off. <laughs> and because of that too, this has um, taught me a lot in, even in regards to communications, because I remember when the communication went south for me and a person and when that communication went south, we did not talk for a long time. We were both leaders in an organization and because we didn't talk for a long time, other people were looking at us in different ways. But I remember one time too, that 
I knew some of their weaknesses because of what they always were transparent about. They knew some of my weaknesses because of what I was always transparent about. And I remember one time, I just always go by how I feel spiritually and then also having friends. And this is why it's so important to have friends who will totally. circle your back and say when you're wrong and when yes, you're right. You got to have, you got to have friends that will be willing to tell you exactly who you are. <laughs> and I remember them telling me, Jasmine, you have to be a big girl about this. And then the spiritual Jasmine inside of her said, they're right. And I ended up being a big girl about it and actually having a conversation, not a text message, right. but a conversation with this person. To this day, we still keep in touch with each other. Wow. We still talk to each other. We were able to mend that big old gap that we had and now still be there for each other. And we're both women of faith. So we pray together. We are supportive of each other and our businesses. But each and every single one of those moments have allowed us to be able to now know how to communicate when things go south in the beginning instead of having such a lapse time. Yeah. And so for every leader that may not have something go their way, because in corporate, we're going to have different types of opinions. Yeah. In HR, we're going to have different types yeah. of opinions. But how can we be able to lovingly have a conversation, even though our opinions are different mm. and still be able to work together? Because that's what it's all about. So yes. that's what I learned. And I share that with your listeners just as well. So that way they will be able to have the value of communications where they flourish and still able to have their leadership that blossoms. Wow. You know, this topic has come up a lot or this thought, I should say, about the importance of two-way conversation and just mutual respect, even if you don't agree or, you know, maybe you have really, really different opinions from a person. And it comes up a lot in psychological safety too in the workplace and how we listen to one another because we might not agree, but we can, we can take time to listen because at the end of the day, we hope to work with people who we respect and who also respect us. And so I really appreciate you sharing that, that anecdote because relationships really take a lot of work and they take a lot of work even when they're not so strong. And it, when two people can decide to put their differences aside, that's where you can find the similarities and that's where you can kind of find the things that bring you together. You don't let that, that wall stand between, you know, between you and that other person. So thank you so much for sharing that. Well, with that, I know, first of all, you are a very busy woman and I have already taken up so much of your time, but I would love to, you know, ask you one final thought, which is that, you know, what can, what can a listener do today to really own their position in this world, to really like stand firm on their two feet or stand firm however they can to really like believe in what they're doing and also um, overcome some obstacles and find the thing the, that one thing that maybe they want to pursue, no matter how many people tell them they shouldn't, no matter how difficult it might be, what's one, one thing or one habit that they can build today to get them to that next step in their lives and their careers to be that world changer. You know, Tracy, I did not know that I would be wearing my cheetah print <laughs> to really be referencing some of what the Lion King in, has said in the movie. <laughs> and I'm going to go back to Mustafa. And he said, know who you are. 
I know my voice got so bassy with that, but I love that quote so much. I probably practiced it, but know who you are. How can you know who you are? And that is knowing what you bring to the table, knowing the gifts and talents that you have, embracing your diversity, embracing where you came from, know who you are. And as you know who you are, guess what? Your confidence is going to have a major corporate swag that's going to stand out for your people. But then also going to help those you're called to serve too. So you have to know who you are and that's going to allow your leadership to be able to stand out. No more having comparison syndrome and um, imposter syndrome, but now just owning who you are because you are in where you are for a reason and you are going to be used for a reason, but you have to know who you are. So embrace everything. I am a woman who loves to talk about faith, who loves to talk about world changers, who loves to be a light however I can. I don't compromise it. I'm all about it because I know who I am. Not to offend anybody, but of course to share who I am for the world. So your world is perhaps being in your segment of HR. Your world could be being able to help people in different aspects, but know who you are bring it to the table and see the elevation happen because this is your time and this is your season. Oh, I love it. Amen to that. We'll leave it there. There's no better way to close an episode than with that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Jasmine. I mean, first of all, I'm so glad that we were able to connect and actually coming back to this idea of a spiritual Rolodex. It's why I finally remember to reach out because I thought of you and I was like, Oh my gosh, I keep ghosting Jasmine. I got to email her back. I got to set up a recording time. What the heck is wrong with me? So thank you. <laughs> spiritual Rolodex. I love that. I'm using that phrase for sure forever. So, I mean, it's why we're here today and I just so appreciate your time and your passion and your energy for all of this. And I think that the listeners are going to really take a lot away from this episode i'm sure oh well i'm grateful you had me here thank you tracy for all that you do this is amazing i love your impact that you're making in the hr world and then also in the world because baby you a world changer (laughs) (laughs) so continue to do what you do because you do it like nobody does like montel jordan has. oh my god i love montel this is how we do it over here (laughs) i grew up on montel there wasn't a day that my mom wasn't watching montel i'm gonna tell her i'm gonna call her after this and be like you'll never believe what we talked about no it's so true Thank you so much. And actually, to close us out, why don't you let the listeners know where they can connect with you if they want to learn more about all of the things that you do and offer the world? Absolutely. The listeners, I thank you for listening in. And if you'd like more information to connect with me, please go to my website, www.jazzcellence.com because I'm a woman of excellence and I'm going to unveil the excellence in you. So definitely go to the website and there I have resources when you sign up for my newsletter, resources that will help you to amplify your voice and your mission. Amazing. I will link that for all the listeners in the show notes. Thank you so much, Jasmine. And we'll definitely have to make sure you get back on this podcast. Uh, Thank you, Tracy. Have a great one and keep doing what you do. You too.